Today on episode number 606, I found a new tool to help you record interviews that are going to sound awesome. I'm going to talk about something I did that shot myself in the foot and how you can avoid it. And we're going to talk about how far should you pull your pants down. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're a brand new listener, maybe one of the cool people I met at PodFest last weekend, well, here's what we do here. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and get you on the road to not just podcasting, but podcasting in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, because while you're ready to start a podcast, use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and that will save you on either a single month, if that's what you want, or a yearly plan, whatever you want. I am here to help. I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story, if you have one, and it's really simple, just answer this question. Because of my podcast, blank, something that you didn't get to do, but you did because, well, um, you had a podcast. And check this out on February 25th, so it's basically a week away, on the front page of Twitch.tv, the one and only, he's been on this show, Hall of Fame podcaster Danny Pena, got to hang out briefly with Danny at PodFest, and uh, got to meet Pete and Paris, the whole crew, really cool guys, and I've said it many times, I love it when the good guys win, and so here they are, they're turning 13 years old, and Danny made a documentary about his uh, his growth in the podcasting industry. It's amazing. I watched this thing and I'm not saying this because at the 42 minute mark, I'm in it. No, not saying that it really is. It's inspiring. If you liked the messengers, uh, a podcast documentary, which is also available on Amazon prime, by the way, if you haven't watched that yet, prime users, go check that out. But this is similar, but it's just Danny. It's actually good to see Danny with hair, which is awesome. And Pete. And it's, it's interesting because you watch him, go from the struggles, the fact that it, you know, not all the doors just open up. And go, oh, Hey, you're, you're Danny Pena. Cause back when he was just little Danny Pena, uh, they were like, get out of here, kid. And so all the trials and tribulations he had to overcome. And then the doors start opening. And the thing that's really cool is at the end, he starts, they start interviewing his fans and just to see the impact. It's amazing. So I, all you have to do, it's on twitch.tv. Gamertag Radio. So again, twitch.tv slash Gamertag Radio, uh, February 25th. And uh, I'll have links to this out in the show notes. Something else you might want to set your uh, VCR. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. You're going to overwrite the wedding. What? No. Uh, your DVR, whatever you got. Alex Incorporated. This is the uh, the dreamy guy. Uh, not Mick Dreamy. That's a whole other show. Doctor Show, Scrubs, Zach Braff, you might know him from that show. And he's also the executive producer of Alex Incorporated. And this is basically taking the story of Startup. That's the, uh, if you've ever listened to the first season of Startup, this is a uh, podcast about Alex Bloomberg and his quest. I'm on a quest, right, to, uh, I seek the grail. No, actually to start a podcast company. And it's now made that to... TV. How cool is that? It's going to be Wednesday, March 28th at 8.30 or 7.30 Central on ABC. And why do I want you to watch this? Because the more popular it is, the more chances are it's not going to get canceled. And the more people talk about podcasting, the more people are going to go, what is this podcasting thing that you speak of? So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to tape it. And I'm going to hope that it's really, really good because we want more people talking about podcasting. I watched uh, This Is Us which is a great show. should just be called This Is Sad because I just watch it and weep. It's awesome. It's very, very cathartic. And there was some scene where these two people got along and they're like, we should start a podcast. And I'm like, you have no idea from somebody who's been around for a while that that just doesn't, it didn't happen for years. People are like, what's a podcast? Now in a, in a show on a major network here in the U.S., people are going, we should start a podcast. So some other things, and then we'll... uh We'll get into the meat and potatoes here, but just some news here. There was a uh, an article on Media Post, and they said that on uh, the TV, I guess it's a network here in the U.S. called Oxygen, missing Mara Murray, 
That's a true crime, a true crime podcast. Uh, that's going to be turned into a six episode television series. And that's going to feature the podcast host. So being on TV is never a bad thing. In Britain, no such thing as a fish. There's no such thing as a fish. Right. It's a fun talk show uh, or podcast. It was made into a BBC television show. Lore, which I must say, I watched this on HBO and it's creepy. That podcast explores frightening history. Uh, oh, Dave, you read so horrible. Can you tell I'm reading this? The podcast that explores frightening history folk- folklore became an Amazon original series and Gimlet Media's Homecoming. See, this is why reading is crappy because it's supposed to be and Gimlet Media's Homecoming, not Gimla's Media Homecoming. No, that's not the name of the show. It's and Gimlet's Gimlet Media's Homecoming is also being developed into an Amazon TV show for Amazon. So here's how you can tell if somebody's reading when they mess up. When we mess up in the middle of a sentence, we just fix the word we just stumbled over. We don't go back to the original part of the sentence. So that's how you can tell if somebody's reading. And right now I am for the record. Uh, one more. The uh, This trend isn't just exclusive to television, says uh, this report again from the mediapost.com. Blink Publishing in the UK turned untold the Daniel Morgan murder, murder, man, it's going to be one of those days. It seriously is. I don't have time to edit this. What's a murder? Is that like a, a bad merger? The murder didn't go through the Daniel Morgan. This is why I don't read my podcast. Dave can't read. Let's try that again. Shall we blink publishing? See, I went back to the beginning of the sentence. Are you with me? Did you tune out yet? All right. Blink publishing in the UK turned untold the Daniel Morgan murder podcast into a book. Los Angeles talent management agencies are getting involved in podcasting and are helping break into TV and publishing says the report. And because of the lovely talented Emily Prokop from the story behind podcast at the story behind podcast.com as well as e-podcast productions. She got a book deal. We've talked about that here on this show. And I just realized I forgot to mention the Danny Pena the Gamertag Radio on twitch.tv slash Gamertag Radio is, again, February 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So congratulations to Danny. Once again, I love it when the good guys win. You know what else you should put on your calendar? Podcast movement. Before we get into the whole podcast movement thing, I want to give a big shout out to Dan Franks. Congratulations, buddy, on the birth of his daughter, Emma. So congratulations to both Dan and his wife. Super nice people. And I saw that on Facebook. And I just wanted to say that. And that's, how does that happen? How is it that I know Dan Franks? Well, it's because of podcast movement. Dan was the one, I remember one time I went up to him and I asked about something and he explained why, if you ever wonder why tickets to events sometimes are kind of expensive, it was something ridiculous. Like they spent like $5,000 a day on coffee. It was ridiculous. But Dan is a very cool guy. Jared is a great guy. Everybody there at Podcast Movement is awesome. And you need to put this on your calendar. How important is Podcast Movement? Check this out. My brother is turning 60 on July 23rd. And I told him, I said, dude, I'm going to Pennsylvania. Sorry. (laughs) And he's actually fine with that. Uh, But Podcast Movement, it's the world's largest gathering of new and veteran podcasters or really anyone just looking to start a podcast and do it without banging their head against the wall. You can join over 2,000 podcasters from around the world in Philadelphia again, July 23rd through the 26th. It's going to be three days of workshops, of panels, and parties. And I'm telling you, one of the things I did at my last event that I went to is I started taking my personal relationships to different levels. Meaning, if I've met you a couple times and I found some people that are in my boat. Now, what I mean by that is I'm no longer married. I am pretty much living alone, at least at this point. And they were too. And we were all just like, well, why are we sitting around kind of at times going, there's nobody to talk to. So we exchanged phone numbers. And so that's cool. And that's really what you're going to do at Podcast Movement. Not get, hey man, I'm going to get a bunch of digits. But no, the fact that the coolest thing about these is you can look at somebody and go, so tell me about your podcast. And chances are, They're either going to have one or say, I'm working on one about crimes solving dogs, whatever it is. Uh, They're going to have over a hundred sessions. So if you're not sure what to do, I'm thinking it's going to be about crime dogs. 
you can go to 100 sessions that are going to help you do things like how do I pick my subject, technical aspects of setting up your equipment, audio production, marketing, all that fun-filled stuff. It's going to be there. Plus, there are going to be over 60 podcast service and equipment providers. I'm going to be there at the Libsyn booth. If you're coming, you better say hi. I'm just saying. And uh, if you're in the mood for a microphone, oh, here we go with the reading again. If you're in the mood, if you're in the market for a microphone, there's going to be tons there to play with. That's it. Who doesn't want to come play with microphones? That alone is worth driving to Pennsylvania on July 23rd through the 26th. You can see the Liberty Bell and all the other fun-filled things. Get a cheesesteak. All you have to do, podcastmovement.com. Use the coupon code SOP. That is SOP. What does that do? It gets you $50 off any level when you go to podcastmovement.com. Thank you so much for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. All right, later on, I'm going to be talking about talking about you. Well, you talking about you and your podcast. So if you're wondering, like, what kind of weird Harvey Weinstein thing is Dave talking about in his podcast this week? But I would say I like to help you tackle the technology. And part of that is having the right tool for the job. And so I bought, because it was on sale, a Zoom H1 and it's this cool, it comes, if you, I also bought the Zoom H1. It's a little coffin, basically, for your recorder. And it's not bad. I personally do not like the microphones that come built in. They're okay. And they sound okay. They are just hard to not pop. Even with the little foam thingies on them, that's the technical term. You put the little foam thingy on it. I still have problems with them popping. So the way to fix that is to put the thing further away from your mouth and which then picks up more room noise. So they're okay. And I use them occasionally at events. And I will always say, hey, I'm on the floor at the whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just to point out the fact that, hey, there's a lot of background noise. Or I could go home and spend about five hours trying to remove that. And it would sound like this. I'm on the floor. And that's not any good either. So I, uh, I got this cable that allowed me to plug an Audio-Technica 2005 into the mic input of the H1. And it worked uh, gangbusters. In fact, it sounded like this. Hi, my name is Dave Jackson. Get ready for episode number 605 of the School of Podcasting. I've given the ladies off this week because I'm recording live from my hotel room. I've got a ATR 2005 plugged into a Zoom 1 via a special and so you might be thinking, Dave, why didn't you use this? And I finally figured out what the problem was. So I, I was listening to it on my laptop. So I would take the little card out of the recorder. And for the record, I cannot get, you're supposed to be able to plug a USB cable into this and it will see it as a little hard drive. I cannot get that to work, period, on two different machines. Not a big deal. Pull the card out of it, put the little card into the bigger card, put the big card into the computer. Good to go get the audio off of it, and I'm listening to it, and it just sounds horrendous. So there's a great tool called Auphonic. It's A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, and it's the miracle worker. It really is. You put horrible audio into it, and we'll talk about how you can't, there are there are miracle workers, and then there are like, mm, mm, no. And so I put this thing, run it through Auphonic, and because uh, you can do up to two hours for free. So I'm, I'm in my hotel room. I use the... Uh, the online version, download it, sounds like caca. I mean, caca a poo-poo. And I'm like, I've never heard caca a poo-poo come out of Alphonic. This is so bizarre. So I record it again, and I'm like, maybe my volume wasn't loud enough. And I'm doing this, and it's just not working. You know what the final thing was? I just figured this out. And I should have known this because I've run into this when I go to the gym. I was I didn't bring headphones with me, and I was using earbuds. And if you look at your earbuds, in theory, they should work in a standard headphone jack. Now, they have like an extra set of rings on the bottom of your little pluggy thing. That's the the technical term for that, the pluggy thing. But in this case, it was somehow jacking up the sound. It was canceling out something. I don't know what the deal was, but I just know I kept listening to it going, hmm, I'm going to have to wait till I get home. And hmm, that means I'm going to put out my show about 10 hours late. And I was like, hmm, I can't put out audio that bad. 
And I am the king of good enough. I still say I'm going to do an episode on that in the future. Good enough. But I didn't put it out. And the problem was it was headphones. I was using earbuds to plug into something that wasn't an iPhone. And I've had other situations where I didn't have problems with that. But I know when I go to the gym and I'm on the treadmill, they have the little headphone jack doesn't work. And you have to like jiggle it and half pull it out for it to work. And I should have known that all this time, all my recording was actually okay. Now, granted, that doesn't sound as good as it does now because I'm home in my studio and I got all my bells and whistles, but that was good enough audio. And so just know that in the future, if you're going to be monitoring things, you might want to bring an actual set of headphones because, and that's the part that, again, is a bit of a head scratcher. I was monitoring through my earbuds when I was recording. That worked fine. So plugging the earbuds into the headphone jack of the Zoom H1, not a problem. Plugging them into my laptop, apparently huge problem. So that's just something to keep in mind. Use the right tool for the job and you won't have headaches like I did last week. Hey, I'm going to be talking about a cool tool that I found at an event. And speaking of events, I do want to mention as well, I'm really excited about this. February 28th, I'm going to be in San Diego, California at Social Media Marketing where I've heard so many things about this event. And if you are there, please send me an email. Let's connect. I know Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies is going to be there. And Harry and I, like, this is what we do now. We just see each other about every three weeks at events. If you haven't listened to Podcast Junkies, check it out. He's a super nice guy. And I'm going to look forward to, I'm going to have him on the show uh, for the record in the future. I got to interview the Harry. That sounds weird. Uh, But anyway, February 28th through March 2nd, if you are in the area or if you got some cash of links in the show notes, social media marketing world, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash SMMW, I had to think about that. uh, That'll take you there as well. And here's the really cool thing that's going to be great about this. I'm not working a booth. I'm going there to talk and then I get to do I get to do whatever I want. (laughs) So that will be a lot of fun. But speaking of going to these events, a lot of times there are vendors at these events. And at the last one I was at, at PodFest, I ran into the boys from Squadcast. What is Squadcast? It's squadcast.fm. And if you hate Skype because occasionally your guest sounds like Bugs Bunny on Poison and the fact that you're like the most hardest thing I've ever went through but pulled through on the other side was the time when I did, and you're like, what? That is the Bugs Bunny on poison. And so it's awful. So what Squadcast does is it records, and do you guys know Chris Kern? Chris Kern does the audio engineering school at, uh, at, I'm sorry, podcast engineering school. Sorry, Chris. He does the podcast engineering school at podcastengineeringschool.com. And Chris is a legit audio engineer and Chris is going to giggle right now. And if you know, Chris, he giggles a lot, but it records in a wave file, but wait for it at it samples at 48 kilohertz, uh, 32 bit depth. And if you're an audio engineer, like Chris, you're giggling right now. Cause that's really, really cool. Uh, check him out again. Uh, podcastengineeringschool.com. It is $20 a month for, uh, unlimited sessions unlimited recordings. You can have up to three people. So if you're uh, John Buchanan and you're recording, she podcast, you could have John, you could have Elsie and you could have Jessica. Uh, she podcast.com. They are going to be improving things constantly, uh, potentially HD videos coming in the future, uh, but $20 a month, $200 a year. And I went to them and I said, look, I kind of see what you're doing. Cause there was this one thing that came out that we ended up calling it cast. And uh, it was okay. We jumped on it. And then it kind of like their tech support was like uh, poopy. And so we said no. And we went to Zencaster. And I don't personally have a problem with Zencaster, but I've heard some people saying it's some weird syncing issues. And so it doesn't take much for podcasters. We give you like maybe a half a strike before we try something else. Enter squadcast.fm. I think they're actually launching at Podcast Movement. And it's $20 a month. And so uh, what's fun This is one of the things you need, or I don't know if you need it. It comes in really handy. When you're a podcaster, if you can develop the podcast buddy, 
I need to make a mental note and see if the podcast buddy.com is taken. Cause I love domains and that would be a good one. Uh, because occasionally you just need somebody to go, Hey, can you hop on and help me test this thing? So I went to the school of podcasting. Uh, we have a private Facebook group and I said, Hey, anybody around, I want to test this, click on this and let's play with it. And so what this does is you can actually go in, they give you a calendar so you can click on a date, you pick a time, you you name your session, you put in the email of the people that you want to invite to the session, and that's it. You hit send and, or you hit uh, okay or something like that, puts it on your calendar and automatically sends this. Now, at this point, again, they're in beta. There's no kind of like syncing. It doesn't send you to like your, your Google account or anything like that. That would be really cool, but not yet, at least not that I saw. Uh, but it does send that person, your guest, an email. So that's kind of cool. And then when they click on it, they have the option of basically choosing their input and their output. So here I, I sent this out, John Buchanan from Audio Editing Solutions, uh, Dave Hooper from Red Podcast and uh, Big Podcast, and he's got a thing. We'll hear him in a second. But here is John explaining what he sees on his end. I could turn my camera off. I could turn my camera back on. It gives me audio in a choice, audio out a choice, and video in a choice. That's uh, awesome. We're actually recording this as we speak. So in a nutshell, if you're dealing with guests who are like, I don't know anything about technology, they made it super simple on their side. So here's another example of I ask uh, John a question. What's, What's a good question that you wish everybody knew about audio editors? Like working with an audio editor, what's the one thing you need to do? That they are not miracle workers that you have to give them the best audio that you can. Uh, A lot of the thing is I have an editor, he can fix it in post. A lot of times we can't. If your guest sounds like Bugs Bunny drinking poison, you have an issue. If you're hearing a lot of clicking, you have an issue. Most of the time it's going to pick it up in a track and it's very, very hard to get that out. And then again, just knowing your equipment and just, being able to, here's the thing, practice. You have this big giant interview. You're going to go there. You really don't interview that much. You're going to take this brand new uh, digital recorder and you're going to take that and these two microphones, you're going to go to their place and you're going to have this great interview and you have no idea how to hook it up, work it, how loud it is. I mean, you're sitting here right now and we're looking at this thing and we're looking at these blue circles go around. We have no idea how loud this is, but you're testing it right now. You just, this isn't like this big interview you're having with somebody that you really want to have on the show. You're having a test. You're like, Hey, podcasting people. I want to have a test. Come on in. And of course we, you know, we'll jump at it. We love helping each other out. That's it. Shortly after that, my buddy, Dave Hooper jumped in and this is now three people on the call and it sounded like this. I'm going to hit record uh, and we'll, we'll record it since uh, we have three people here. I have John Buchanan yes. from audio editing solutions. Okay. And David Hooper from red podcast and big podcast. And you have a new thing coming in April, correct? I do on April 20th called Podfecta, and it's going to be like pod camp, but we're doing the first one in Nashville. Nice. And you can find that where? Podfecta.com has the, we'll call it a skeleton page. And yeah. the official announcement is actually in, in hopefully this week. There you go. Podfecta.com. And of course you can find his podcast. One of the most creative marketing podcasts out there. I really like it. Redpodcast.com. Now we did very short recordings. We weren't doing 45 minute interviews. I had no problem with it. What happens when your guest, when you hit stop on the recording button, it basically says, okay, what do you want to call this thing? So you can tell your guest, like I said, hey, type your last name and the number two, and it uploads it. The one thing, so so that's the cool thing. You've got high quality wave files. You've got unlimited recordings, unlimited storage, and an easy interface. And so far, after using it for about 10 minutes, it works perfectly. That's not really what I would call a heavy duty uh, kicking of the tires. Some things that I thought, eh, Number one, I would like to have a chat room because what happens now, one hand, you don't really need a chat room because it's that easy to connect to. 
But if somebody, you know, they, their microphone is turned off or whatever, it would be nice to have another way to say, Hey, try flipping the switch on your microphone in a a chat room. So it's kind of nice. Or if you're doing an interview and you have three people and somebody wants to chime in without going, Hey, I want to chime in. They can do it via the chat room. So that would be kind of cool. The other thing that it took me a second to get the hang of is after you record it, you can go in and obviously what if I accidentally downloaded my recordings and then I later deleted them? Well, I want to go back because they're on squadcast.fm and it took me a second to figure out how to go back to previous sessions because when you log in, it says, hey, what do you want to name your new session? Again, making it super easy. And I was having a hard time going back to the old sessions, but once I figured out that once that, hey, what do you want to call your new thing? You have the option to go, oh, I want this old one here. And then as a piece of cake, your recordings are right there. So, so far, and this is why I'm throwing this out there, we all need to go over and kind of kick the tires on this thing and then report back and say, work fine for me. So, so like I say, I've used it for a whopping 10 minutes. Uh, I have some interviews coming up in the future. I'm, I'm really looking forward. I've got an interview coming up with Monica Rivera. She does the You Want to Do What podcast. I met her at DC PodFest, and then I met her again at uh, PodFest in Orlando. And she's only been doing a show for a little bit. And it's really an interesting show. And I want to kind of do a this is your life kind of thing with her because she explained her first episode as a hot mess. So uh, she'll be coming on the show in the future. And um, it would be cool to interview her. I'm going to be using this for a couple months just to play with it. Again, if you're new to the show, this is what I do. I kind of become the crash test dummy for podcast stuff. And then uh, hopefully uh, this will not let me down. But the guys, when I met them at PodFest, one was an audio engineer and the other guy was like the giant nerd, like the guy that did all the coding stuff. So that's kind of what you need. And I said, look, guys, it's really easy to dominate this particular uh, area of podcasting. Just make it work. That's all you need. Just make it work. All right, I want to talk about a a subject here, and I'm going to keep this person's name anonymous. Since I've been a podcasting for five years, I love it. It actually changed my life in many ways. He says, "Long story short, you used a couple of my clips in uh, the as a because of my podcast story." So thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. I've had a couple of sponsors over the years, but the podcast has definitely been cash negative over the lifespan. So let's talk about that first. How much does it cost to run a podcast bare bones minimum? And a lot of that, as always, is depends. But let's say I am doing a 30-minute podcast once a week. That is 120 minutes a month. And if I export that as mono, I need 60 megs a month. And I will say that's going to run you about $15 a month. That's it. Now, you need a website, all right? Depending, again, depends. But if you do, let's add another 15. You can actually get it cheaper than that, but let's, for easy math, let's call it 30 bucks. You need a domain name. That's basically $2 a month, although you pay for it for a year. So there's another 32 uh, total. So monthly fees, $32. Now, again, we could go crazy on this and talk about MailChimp and AWeber and all these other things, but 32 bucks. So if, if you're having sponsors and it's not covering that, I'm going to guess you're having somebody edit your podcast. And you can do that because, again, you pay for things either with time or money, one of the two. And if you got more money than time, by all means, there's some really cool people like John was on today, Emily Prokop, you name it, Daryl Darnell. You got uh, Podfly. There's a ton. And so um, he says it's a, uh, I'm trying to keep him anonymous. So I do a podcast. I think I'm okay to say that. It's a bartending podcast. And I believe, because there's a ton of bartending podcasts. And I believe I'm putting out valuable content. Now, here's the question on that. Do you think so? Or do you know? Because there are ways to figure that out. You have to ask your audience. And that is something I'm not sure why, myself included in this, we tend to ask our audience last. 
Now I, I do that a lot. We're going to be bringing that back by the way, where we all chime in on a question, but sometimes I'm not sure why people will ask me. They'll ask their friends and I'm like, okay, am I your target audience? Uh, no. Okay. You need to ask your target audience. He says, I, I've just not had time to run it like a business uh, because of course he has a full-time job as many of us do. And he also has a child with special needs. And that person, as you might imagine, requires a little more attention. And he said, uh, his mother and I, uh, they work together so that uh, this uh, particular child has, uh, you know, basically is not alone on a regular basis. And unfortunately, uh, his wife passed away. Oh, holy cow. And so I've already sent an email and a video to this person saying, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, he says, but I need to figure out a way to make a podcast a business. He says, I can't go back to working his normal schedule because again, he's got to have somebody uh, help. So that would be my first thing is reach out to family and friends. And uh, he says, some podcasters talk about a lot about their personal lives and others not at all. And on a scale from one to 10, where one is like a newscaster who never talks about themselves at all, and 10 being completely open book, he says, I'm about a three or four. He says, I don't think I even mentioned that I was married on my show. And I definitely never mentioned my, uh, my special needs child. He says, now after missing three weeks of shows, now for the record on this, uh, you're allowed to miss shows when you lose your spouse. I've heard people, I had somebody in, uh, when I was in Nashville last year and they said, yeah, I had to kind of put the show on hiatus. And I'm like, oh, and they go, yeah, my wife had cancer. Of course. So one of the things, I mean, today, this episode is going to be kind of late. You know why? Because I spent probably four hours today hanging out with my brother, watching the Daytona 500. And I don't even like the day. I don't even like NASCAR. I'm sorry to all my NASCAR people, but you know, it's people turning left for hours. And, uh, he says, I'm hoping to get back to it next week. He says, I'm leaning towards talking about it. In fact, I'm thinking about explaining the whole thing and saying things like you may be hearing more sponsorship messages in the future because I love doing the show, but I can't do it as a passion project anymore. Uh, I think I'm starting a GoFundMe to ensure that I can attend the biggest cocktail convention in the world again this year. He says it's in July in New Orleans, but I don't want to seem like I'm trying to cash in on a bad situation. Well, here's the the beauty of this. I was in uh podcast mid Atlantic last year and there was a woman that was talking and this is where I'm already at. I already don't know what to say here. Uh, part of me wants to say black and then part of me wants to say African-American. I don't know. I've, I've talked about this. I'm just a stupid white guy. And that was the whole point of my question. I said, Hey, um, I am a, a white person that grew up in a white neighborhood. I'm not a racist. I just don't have a lot of people of color. And so I'm very afraid that I'm going to put my foot in my mouth on a regular basis. What are the commonly, uh, what are the common ways that white people put their foot in their mouth? And just the fact that I was nervous asking that. And I had somebody come up to me later and said, you know why you're allowed to say whatever you want? And I said, why? And she said, because I heard your heart. I heard your heart. And I know that if you said something that was offensive, even if people take it offensive, she goes, I heard your heart and you're not trying to offend people. You're, you're speaking and not out of stupidity, but out of uneducatedness, if there's such a thing. So I have talked about, and here's the things you have to keep in mind. I have a show called Building a Better Dave that I have talked about some things there. In fact, I think it was two episodes ago. I did one where I was talking about how uh, grief is like a website and apparently it's never done. That was me talking about staying things that I, I talk about things on that show in many cases that I wouldn't talk about till like the fourth date. And some might ask, why is that? And my answer would be, I don't know. It's kind of an audio journal, and if you've got the courage, you put it out for the world to listen to. Now, you don't have to do that, but I do it many times. I've admitted things on that show 
I'll put it this way. I've pulled some episodes because later I went, hmm, then I pulled it back. I pulled my pants all the way down. And this we're talking metaphorically here, people. But I have done that. And so if you feel like doing that, now I would not open up the show with, hey, first of all, this doesn't matter what the situation is. Please, please, can I have your attention? Please, please quit opening your show with a an apology. Because I'm pretty sure your audience was fine. They were. Sure, they might have missed the episode, but eh. so it really, there is no stock answer here. This is how I do personal stuff. And I, I'll give an example. I just did one. Did you hear it? I'm talking about how much of your personal life do you feel like revealing? And so I talked about how I was nervous at Podcast Mid Atlantic. I'm talking about myself explaining how to talk about myself. Uh, I've talked about when I was talking about the passion you need to have for podcasting. I mentioned that my stepson at the time was 16 and he just wanted to drive. And I said, you need the passion of a 16 year old uh, kid with his temps. So, and I don't think you're cashing in on it. And I, I think, and and again, I don't really know you that well. I think most people can tell. And you know what? If somebody thinks you're cashing in, then they're not really a fan. They're not really somebody who cares about you. And an example I have of there are times when your audience wants to help you. And my buddy, George Robb, and that is spelled H-R-A-B, does the Geologic podcast. This is a podcast for whatever you want to call it, skeptics, atheists. It's very science heavy. And it's also very funny. And George is also a musician. So at the end, he's like, hey, if you want to help the show, buy George's books, uh, you can buy his CDs. And basically his audience, a, a chunk of them had done all that. And so George created a uh, donation kind of Patreon kind of account. And I'll, according to George, a fair amount of his audience was like, Thank you. We've been looking for a way to support you. Now, again, this is not for everybody. And this is after George had been putting out content for, and people hate this word, years. He'd been putting out content for years and saying, hey, buy my books, buy my CDs. And people had, but this wasn't six weeks. And so, The other thing, so keep that in mind. There may be people that would love to help you with a GoFundMe. Let me know where it is. I would love to help you with a GoFundMe. You're going through a really crappy time. And I want to help. Who doesn't like to help people? I don't know. Maybe that's me. It's it's the the teacher in me. But uh, so you can reveal whatever you feel comfortable with. Is really and and then the other thing you have to keep in mind, I was talking with somebody at Podfest, and they were going to do a dating show. Actually, I take that back. They're going to do a show about sex, good old S E X, and she is married, and so I said, "You better talk with the hubby, because when you start talking about your sex life, and then you go to a party with your hubby." Everybody's looking at him going, wait, is that the guy that does the the candle wax, right? And so he may not want his stuff all over the internets. So when you're talking about other family members, they didn't ask to be on your podcast. And so you have to be careful with that. That would be one thing to keep in mind. And just don't reveal anything. Realize this, that. Once you put it out there, it's out there. The internet does not write in pencil. It does not. And there are times when it comes back to haunt you. Uh, I've told this story before on the Building a Better Dave show at betterdave.com. I decided, for whatever reason, I was, I mean, this is 13 years ago, probably 12. I decided I was going to work edgy. I was going to be edgy. I was going to work blue. And uh, if you have children in the car right now, uh, you might want to hit pause. I'm not going to go any, just trust me on this. I'm going to say, 
I'm going to say the word porn. So um, I was uh, decided to do a joke that if if Amish people um, don't have electricity and if you have no electricity, then you don't have any cameras. And if there's no cameras, that means there's no Amish porn. And I had all these double entendres about churning butter and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it was, some felt it was funny. It was, again, I, I like that ironic kind of humor, a little weird. And uh, later I was dating a a woman and I got to meet her kids. This was eventually become my second wife. And uh, her 16-year-old Googled me, and you guessed it, she found the Amish porn episode. And who did she tell? You guessed it, Grandma. So you have to be careful about revealing and uh, doing things that may come back. And so just keep that in mind. Reveal as much as you want. And I, I remember that there is no spam in podcasting. The people that listen to you, listen to you because they like you and you deliver value. The thing that I worry about in this scenario is the fact that, and I'm going to do this really quick. I should do a whole episode on this. If you go over to morepodcastmoney.com, if you want to make money with your podcast, I talk about that in a book that I wrote. But here's the the nutshell. This is how you make money with a podcast. You sell your own stuff. That's the best way. Hands down, if you have a product, sell your own stuff. Why? Because people know, like, and trust you. And when you say, look, I got something for sale, if it fits your audience, and hey, it should, because you know your audience, they're going to buy it. Uh, You can sell other people's stuff. So this is like Amazon affiliates. Or if you want to be a school of podcasting affiliate. Did you know that exists, by the way? If you're talking about me, number one, thank you. I deeply appreciate that. But did you know you can make money sending people to the school of podcasting? If you want to do that, send me an email, davidschoolofpodcasting.com, because right now, you uh, podcast consultants are a little bit like Walgreens. There's one about every three blocks. And so if you don't want the the joy of sending password reminders and dealing with PayPal and updating videos again because a new version came out, you don't have to be a podcast consultant. You can send people to me, and I will give you a piece of the action. So you sell your stuff, you sell other people's stuff. Then there are donations. And then there is crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is something like Patreon, but realize the first step of crowdfunding is getting a crowd. And that again is going to take, I know you hate this word, years, typically. And then the last one, and this is the one that everybody wants to jump on, is sponsorship. And if you're looking for a Harry's uh, shaving and and Casper mattress and stamps.com and Squarespace, you need about 5,000 downloads per episode after a month. And a very, very, very small percentage of us do that. That doesn't mean you can't have a sponsor. It means you can't have a big national one. You have to go find something. So in this case, something about bartending, you could probably find a sponsor there. Now it's hard to do that and make enough money to quit your day job. That's just, but I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's, it's a little tough because if you talk to the people that are doing that, a lot of them do everything I just said. They are selling their own product. They are using affiliate sales. They might have a sponsor. And in some cases they'll have a Patreon because however you want to support the show, feel free to support it. The thing about Patreon, you do have to treat that like a sponsor. And so when you add that and you already have a sponsor in your show, that you might end up with too much pimping going on. But, and and the problem is, especially for those of you who haven't been doing this for years, when you come out of the gate and you want to start making money right now, you monetize your audience. You monetize your audience. And right now, when you first start out, you don't have one. No audience, no monetization. And it's hard to do that quickly. And from what I've seen, it takes years. Now, other podcast consultants, they may not tell you that because they want you to you know, pay them thousands of dollars and they'll get you to the top of new and noteworthy in six weeks. 
I like to speak this thing I call uh, the, the truth. And there may be people out there that are just, you know, four weeks in. I just don't see it. And I see a lot of things. So to wrap this up, how much should you share? Well, as much as you feel comfortable with, realize you can't undo it. Now you can kind of, like I said, I've pulled some episodes down that I was like, eh, it's a little too much. I pulled one down that my ex-wife said, mm, that's a little too much. But that means that somebody downloaded it. I got the stats to prove it. So it's not like when I pull it down, it's gone forever. It's just a little harder to find. But somebody out there has it. So keep that in mind. And as long as I try to have it add value. Now, in your case, how do you add bad news to a podcast like that and have it bring value. Well, it brings value in that you are, and this, I wish I could come up with a better metaphor. You're dropping trowel. You are, you're just dropping your pants because that's not something you walk up to people. And like, I don't go up and go, hi, I'm Dave Jackson. My parents are dead. It's not usually something you do. And I'm not making fun by the way, unless anybody think I'm not making fun of the situation, but that's the whole point. The, that, what you're, that, easy for me to say, (laughs) the part that you want to reveal to your audience is something that you don't typically reveal. And when you do, there is a show, I believe it's called Adulting. I met them at PodFest in uh, DC PodFest. And the host, literally, I met him again at PodFest, super nice guy. It's amazing. It is amazing to watch this guy just say, okay, let's start off. I've got ADD, HDD, ABC, XYZ, KMI, blah, 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 blah. And I take this and I take this medication and that and that. And I was like, who, what? And that's his whole point. Let's talk about this stuff that nobody talks about. And it's a podcast about mental health. And he just starts it off by going, oh, by the way, I've got this, that, this, that, and that, and that, and this. And and I was like, Whoa, because there are stigma, uh, you know, people are going to go, well, that guy's no. And he's just like, here it is. What are you going to do about it? And when he does that, it is, it's not forced, but it's immediate intimacy. It's because usually, again, we kind of work up to that and it's like, Hey, it's the first day. Bam. So, And when that does, some people, some listeners may emotionally connect with you. They will emotionally drop trow. And I know I need a better metaphor here, but you know what I mean? It's like, oh my gosh. And again, I I, I don't think you're being manipulative here. I've, I've seen people who have done that. And again, there's no way to... There's no, somebody's going to think you're doing this to capitalize on your grief. There just are because some people see the, the, the light and some people see the shadow. That's just the way it is. It takes a light to make a shadow. It depends on what you're going to look at. Some people see the light. Some people see the shadow. There is nothing you can do about that. Cause I remember I used to listen to a show and I felt bad because every, and here's the thing. Every time the guy did a sales pitch about buying his product, it was like, my lovely wife, Mildred, I'm just making that up. Uh, la, 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 buy my book, buy my service. It's like, oh, so he's like, rip out your heart and then ask for the sale. I don't think that's what you're doing here. So you're a good person, aren't you? I think so. So that would be my advice. Take it for what it's worth. Ask some friends and family. Don't just take my word for it. I would love to hear your opinion. And by that, I mean you listening on this. I I will say this, and I I mentioned earlier, I want to have Monica Rivera on because her show is basically an audio diary. And what's interesting is I now feel like I know Monica. And I really don't, but I feel like I do because I heard about the time she tried to fix her drywall. I heard her talk about dating I've heard her talk about all sorts of things and it's it's her sharing her opinion about certain things. So I kind of feel like she, I know her and I, you get this 
you build a relationship with your audience. And you know what happened? I listened to like her last episode, met her at PodFest. And you know what I did? You guessed it. I went and downloaded her back catalog. She's actually really cool. And I'm laughing because she's fairly witty. It's entertaining. And I feel like I know her. So that's what happens. And so these people, so when she wants help, I was like, oh, I got to help her. She's pretty cool. And I liked her show and I emailed her and I said, hey, I want to have you come on the show and talk about your show. And so in your case, when you share about what's going on and you say, look, here's the deal. I have to now do this. I think your audience is going to step up. And here's my last point and we're going to wrap this up. Here's the scary part. They don't always step up. I don't know why. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean you made bad content, but for whatever reason, something happened. It didn't resonate. It's not me. It's you. It's not you. It's me. That whole situation. And sometimes it doesn't always work because if it did, we'd all be making a million dollars at podcasting and we're not. So, and that's the scary part. You have to take a leap of faith that your audience is going to come through. And sometimes they don't. So don't feel bad if that happens. Hopefully it won't. I think that would be highly unlikely, but that's my advice for that. Realize again, when you monetize, let's, let's wrap this up and get out of here. You're either going to sell your stuff. You're going to sell somebody else's stuff. There's donations. There's crowdfunding. Remember crowdfunding starts with a crowd and sponsorship. And there are other things, speaking gigs, opportunities, things of that nature that come along because of your podcast, but that's it. And all of those typically take time to build because you are monetizing your audience and that audience is built over time. So you can sometimes build the relationship with your audience bigger by letting them get to know you. How much is appropriate is completely up to you. This is one of those depend situations. So thanks so much for tuning in. I do deeply appreciate it. The website schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. If you have any kind of comment on this, I'd love to get your take on it. Uh, If you click, if you're listening to this on an app, click on the app. I'll have the phone number right there. You can click on that and uh, dial it on in because the phone number is 888-563-3228. I am going to be bringing back the question of the month. I am uh, working on that in the future. So be ready for that. I just got to figure out which one I'm going to do. I don't have that ready right now, but we'll do that. We'll start that next week and then we'll have one in March. So thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to working with you on the inside at the School of Podcasting. And until then, take care. Last is dismissed. Welcome aboard. Here's what I do. I help you massage your message. I help you face your fears, flatten the kerning, uh, the kerning nerve. Yes, the kerning nerve. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.